Good morning, Tuesday, July 18th. Got a free pick for you today that's going to be the latest game that we have an action on, and that's Detroit visiting Kansas City. And we're taking Detroit in the first five innings only. So first five minus half a run. So they have to be leading after five. So in other words, it's just a five-inning game. They have to be winning a tie game. Does not go to extra innings for us. We lose. We're paying only minus 110 for that, which is better than the whole game. And we do like the situation for that reason in that we're getting Scooble for Detroit for who's really only pitched four innings twice and he's given up no runs. I think we'll probably get up to five innings today, but even if it's only four, I think it'll be in our favor. The pitching situation for the Royals is not so good. Daniel Lynch, he's given up seven, zero, one, three, and three. It's not terrible if you throw out the high and the low, so you have a three, three, and one. That's not horrible. He's pitched six, five, and six innings. Again, though, Scooble, four innings, zero hits, zero runs. Four innings, two hits, zero runs. Six strikeouts to zero walks. Five strikeouts to zero walks. He lost to Oakland one to nothing, which is unusual for Oakland to actually even win any game. And then lost to Toronto four to three. But again, that wasn't his fault. So we don't want to deal with the bullpen for Detroit. We're just going to get with Scooble here and go with that. So that's today's free pick. But again... And maybe I'll start putting this back at the end again in the future. But we have more to talk about. We're going to talk about, well, guess what? Evaluating starting pitchers. So number one, pitcher performance. Look at the starting pitcher's recent performance, including their earned run average, strikeout rate, walk rate. So really, I like the strikeout to walk ratio actually is better for me on that one but yeah just in general do you strike out a lot do you walk little therefore the ratio and then of course analyze more recent statistics versus the season are they performing above or below and then you have to guess and i use the word guess you actually have to hypothesize whether they're going to continue the cold streak or the warm streak or if it's just right on the average and you can kind of expect a certain performance from them so again, number two then would be pitcher's history. So you are considering the pitcher's career stats, career ERA, whip, which is walks and hits per innings pitched, strike out the walk ratio, etc. There's advanced metrics we'll get into here a little bit. I'm talking about the major things that have been used for years. So evaluate how, evaluate how they have performed against the specific opponent they are facing as well. That is important if they're a veteran pitcher, how well do they do? But again, teams change, so don't put too much weight into there. Home and road splits, this is a little more significant. Assess the pitcher's performance at home versus on the road. Some pitchers may have a significant discrepancy in their performance based on the ballpark they're pitching in. Some because of ground ball, fly ball, the lighting. There's just a variety of reasons they just can't pitch well in a park or they can pitch well in a park. And then there's some psychological things. There's a, well, he's just about done his career, but Zach Greinke was always well known for pitching very well at home and very poorly on the road. I think apparently there was some anxiety issues. He needed that 
stability of the home field where he could go through his routine. He couldn't go through the routine as well on the road, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So there are issues there to look at. So again, recent form. We touched on this. This is number four. Uh, touched on this a little bit earlier. Look at the past few weeks or months to determine if they're in an upward or downward trend. So that's really important. Uh, the trend that you're looking for. Are they getting? Worse statistics on strikeouts and walks and ERA, home runs, etc., or better. Obviously, it's not going to be a straight line, but if you can draw a graph on it and see it going up or down, then you know what to do. And of course, the other things as well, the underlying factors, the mechanics, the pitch selection, the velocity, that's a big one. Is the velocity dropping or increasing? That, of course, has a lot to do with their recent success or struggles. So then number five, matchup factors. Consider the opposing team's offensive strength, including their overall batting average on base percentage and slugging percentage. Evaluate how the pitcher has fared against similar lineups in the past. A big one here, of course, would be left-handed versus right-handed. If you're a left-handed pitcher and the opposing team crushes left-handers, not a good idea to bet on that guy for the most part versus if he's crushing right-handers where he shuts them down they're batting less than 200 against him for example maybe you want to bet on that guy bullpen support this is a big one if you don't do the first five like we're doing what's the quality of the team's bullpen and its recent performance a weak bullpen obviously can throw off your starting pitcher's chances to get the win injuries and rest Take into account any recent injuries or fatigue factors that may affect the pitcher's performance. Blister on the finger, his innings pitch is dropping down, or his innings pitch is going up. Is he on short rest? Is he on extra rest? How has he done on short rest? How has he done on extra rest? Weather and ballpark factors at number eight. Consider the weather conditions such as wind speed and direction, as it can impact a pitcher's ability to control their pitches. Additionally, evaluate how the ballpark's dimensions and playing service might affect the pitcher's performance. Again, are they a line drive type pitch? Do they give up line drives? Do they give up fly balls, ground balls? Do they need extra foul territory? Does that help them? Are they hurt by this? Betting lines and odds. Obviously, finally, you know, compare. That's number nine. Compare the pitcher's perceived value in the betting lines and the books and the odds offered by the books. Sometimes a pitcher's reputation is going to cause overvaluation. The big names generally never come at a good price. So either you lay off those pitchers, for the most part, you find a better way to pitch and play them, whether it's the same game parlay, run line, etc., or maybe you look at the other side. There's no single factor that should be the sole basis for your betting decisions. It's essential to analyze multiple factors, account for uncertainties, Consider the broader context of the game, such as the overall strength of the teams involved. But the bottom line is you're still looking for an edge to try to beat the, beat the books. So let's add a few issues, a few ideas in the advanced metrics now. FIP, fielding independent pitching, measures a pitcher's performance independent of their defense, meaning if they have a porous error-prone defense behind them, you still want to evaluate their performance. Now, that being said, how much does that, eva- how much does that affect your ability to win the game? Well, if you have a poor defense behind you, you don't get to take that away and say, well, 
you know, he's actually a quality pitcher, but we didn't win the bet because, well, that's part of the deal. So be careful with some of these things. You can get too far ahead of the game by paying too much attention on that. But anyway, yeah, it focuses on the factors that they have the most control over. Strikeouts, walks, hit by pitches, home runs allowed. So it gives you a better assessment of a pitcher's true talent level. But again, you still have to win the bet. XFIP, similar to FIP, but adjusts for the pitcher's home run rate based on the league average home run to fly ball rate. It normalizes the home run component to better reflect a pitcher's performance and predict their future success. Sierra. Skill Interactive ERA. Takes into account a pitcher's batted ball profile, strikeout walk, strikeout rate, walk rate, and other factors to estimate their true skill level. It aims to capture the factors that are most under a pitcher's control. Then you've got the strike, the swinging strike rate. Measures the percentage of pitches that result in swings and misses. It indicates a pitcher's ability to generate swings and misses, which can lead to strikeouts and weak contact. Contact quality metrics, such as hard hit rate, soft hit rate, exit velocity, can provide insights into the quality of the contact a pitcher allows. A low hard hit rate and exit velocity suggest a pitcher is inducing weak contact, which can lead to favorable outcomes. These are the things that kind of average out. This is a good one in that if your pitchers that you're looking to back is getting beat up, but this metric is on your side, it tends to regress to the mean in this case, meaning he will have better performance going forward, you would assume. Uh, again, pitch arsenal analysis. Assess the effectiveness of a pitcher's repertoire by looking at metrics like pitch value, pitch usage, and pitch movement. These metrics can help determine how well a pitcher's individual pitches are performing and how they use their pitches to attack hitters. And that becomes more relevant if you want to get into what the opposing team is good or bad at. Pitch location and command. Analyze the pitcher's ability to locate their pitches within the strike zone and their ability to induce swings outside the zone. An outside zone swing percent. A pitcher with good command can keep hitters off balance and generate favorable outcomes. Base outcomes. Evaluate metrics such as batting average on balls in play, the BAPIP, B-A-B-I-P, and left on base percentage, L-O-B percent, to assess the pitcher's luck or sequencing extreme deviations from league Averages in these metrics may suggest regression or potential positive-negative outcomes in the future. So, again, remember to use these advanced metrics in conjunction with traditional and contextual factors to develop a comprehensive evaluation of a starting pitcher's performance. Again, we talked about starting pitchers and how important they are to this game. This is it. So it's important to interpret the metrics within the broader context of the game and consider sample sizes and other relevant factors to make informed betting decisions. Remember that sample size. Statistics. There's lies, damn lies, and statistics. If you don't have a competent enough or relevant enough sample size, your number is worthless. All right. Best of luck.